Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. This week, we'd like to welcome back C. Nicole for another interview. Last week, heard from her. She had told us about her life and her travel story. And if you missed her last episode, she's a businesswoman, author, singer-songwriter, nonprofit founder, and world traveler. The 30-year-old has traveled to all 50 states and over 100 countries at this point with all seven continents under her belt. So welcome back. And thank you for having me. So I know you just finished a lot of travel. Last we heard from you, you were at 96 countries and I know you had a goal of reaching, was it 100 before 30? Yes. Right, and so you've reached that. So (laughs) I wanna know, like, (laughs) I wanna know how it's been. Like, where did exactly did you go and how long were you in each place? Okay, so I started in Angola. So I was there for like two weeks and then I went to um, Cape Verde. I was there for um, my sister's birthday and it was going to be my birthday too. So we were there for like five days. And then I went to um, Liberia for about four days. I went to Sierra Leone for about three days. Went to Ivory Coast for about five days. Went to Togo for about three days. But no, Togo for about five days. Benin for about three days. And then Namibia for about three days. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, that was action-packed. How, was it a lot cheaper to travel from, like, country to country while you're already in Africa? Or um, was it still expensive? Um, it was still expensive because I had to buy so many last-minute tickets because airlines were canceling and changing their schedules. It's not like, you know, in Europe or in North America where they have, like, partnering airlines. kind of like, oh there's no fly, you just SOL, right? So you're just on your own. <laughs> oh, dang. And so I guess, how how were you able to plan your itinerary? What's like the typical like thing you did in each country? I always go to the market. Like when I'm in Africa, I'm always looking for wood carvings and um, African clothing and looking for a tailor to, you know, create custom clothing for me. I think that's like the biggest thing about being in Africa like you can get a dress made for like 10 bucks you know like your fabric the way you want it like to your body shape so (laughs) that's my biggest thing that's exciting um what would you so I haven't been to any of the countries that you suggested so I guess what's the number one thing you would recommend for each place um 
so in Angola, Angola is weird because it's not really a tourist destination. Um, it's like kind of like off the beaten path. So I would recommend if you go there to just look at all the monuments because they just got out of a civil war in like 2002. So there's a lot of monuments, a lot of history. Um, you can go to different cities and see like some of the nature, such as like the waterfalls and things like that. But if you go to Cape Verde, I mean, the whole place is amazing. Um, beaches everywhere. So, you know, please bring your swimsuit and be ready to have fun. The locals are amazing. Um, in Liberia, it's really it's really not much to see, to be honest. I was there for my nonprofit, but um, they have ties so close to the United States. So it may feel similar. Um, as far as Ivory Coast, have to go to the Botanical Garden. And it's a Francophone country, meaning they speak French, an African country, they speak French. So they're a little bit different than some of the English speaking countries. Um, but some of their food is amazing. Um, in Benin, I would say you have to go to like Babs Dock. Like they're not paying me to say this, but that place is amazing. <laughs> like you had to get on the boat to go to the restaurant. And then once you go to the restaurant, you can swim and do all that stuff and like see the animals that are there. And then in Togo, um, I would just say go to the different cities. You can see um, waterfalls. You get to see like the fishermen working, things like that. And then Namibia, Namibia is a safari place. Like a lot of people go there to go to safari and to ride the sand dunes. So um, I would say that for Namibia. Nice. Now, this sounds like a, a fun itinerary. <laughs> I would definitely like to try a lot of these things. And so you said you went with your sister, right? Or was she only with you for one country? She was only with me for one country, Cape Verde. Okay. So most of it was kind of solo travel? Yeah, I'm I'm a solo traveler. That's just how I roll. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, how experienced do you think a solo traveler should be before doing something like that? Or do you think they can just go and do it on their first trip? (laughs) Let me tell you something about West Africa. Like, you need to have patience, patience, patience. Um, I would say don't, like, travel around West Africa that quickly until you've been to, like, maybe 20 countries unless you're going with a group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Like, I guess I'm not trying to make it seem like Africa's a horrible place. It's not. Y'all should go. Y'all should visit. But I guess, like, what was, like, any crazy, like, stories that happened that, like, you were just like, thank God I know what to do? Um. I went to University of Houston, so I was around a lot of West Africans a lot. So it wasn't anything, like, too crazy. Um. I guess you would say like <laughs> dealing with the moto taxis. So you don't hop in a car, right? You hop on the back of someone's motorcycle. So it's just mm-hmm. always you understanding that you don't have a helmet, that you're riding in the city streets next to cars. So um, if you're scared of that, then I don't know how you're going to travel around West Africa unless you're going to like go to um, rent a driver for the day or something like that. But like, just knowing like how to position yourself what to do what not to do because especially during traffic and stuff like that I see people like falling off of their um, moto taxis and people like getting hurt so um yeah (laughs) yeah that's scary (laughs) (laughs) you definitely gotta be prepared like know where to put your backpack know where to put your hands you know know where to how to position yourself behind the driver and all that so yeah 
crazy. Yeah, that is scary. I be getting nervous um, riding on, um, what are those things called, like, in Asia, like, yeah, the tut. Yeah, the tut. I be getting nervous riding those. I don't know how I would do on a moto taxi. Yeah. Um, so I guess out of all the new places you visited, which country was your favorite for West Africa? Um, I, I would have to say Cape Verde. It's, it's a party mm-hmm. island. Um, the food is amazing. The people are super nice. It's super cheap to get around. Um, it's just a whole vibe. Like I was just telling people like, you know, the Caribbean is nice and Hawaii is played out. It's time to now venture into you know, having vacations on African islands, like not only do they have Haver, they have places like Mauritius and Seychelles and things like that. So um, just to experience a vacation on an island in Africa, which is way different because, you know, like you're on the continent. So I would have to say that was my favorite. Yeah, no, that's exciting. I definitely want to do more of those types of vacations rather than just going to like the Bahamas, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and may I say that the mini K-Bird are scrumptious. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, they all fine. <laughs> hey, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, let's see, did you experience any major culture shocks in any of the different places? I know you said Ivory Coast, since it's a French-speaking country, that was a bit different. Yeah, um, I actually got sick when I was over there. Um, the food, I, my body just, just can't handle West African food. And I've been to West Africa before and you know, you're that, I'm that typical American who's like, oh, I didn't want to eat any of the food. And they're like, oh, that, that's ignorant of you. Mm-hmm. And then like this time I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try to be diplomatic. Cause I was there meeting like delegates and stuff like that of like governments and things like that. And <laughs> yeah, that food got me sick. I can't have it. Um, so basically I'm from Texas to where we put a lot of like you know, peppers in our food, like green mm. peppers, red peppers, things like that, spicy. But West African food contains a lot of black pepper. Um, that's not really good for your intestines to be eating it all the time. But obviously, they're used to it because they grew up on it. But um, that's something that Africa is trying to combat as well as like having more greener food so they can live longer. Like a lot of times people think it's poverty was like a lot of times it's the water, it's the food and things like that. So um culturally the food like messed me up <laughs> yeah I was yeah. I got sick <laughs> I get that I remember um my college roommate she studied abroad in Ghana and she was just so surprised how like there were no vegetables <laughs> like yeah like, girl ever. <laughs> like, like there's so much fruit but I'm like can I get a veggie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's different I don't know I feel like I eat a lot of vegetables so that that would um That'd be a little culture shock for me. Yeah, that'll mess you up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you made it to 100 countries, which was your goal. Did you make another one or are you just taking a break now? You know, I made it to 102 countries before 30. I, I, my goal is done. Like when I, I ended the trip at 105 countries. And so after I hit my goal before 30, I like low key stopped counting. Like I was just kind of like, whatever at this point. So (laughs) (laughs) my only other goal was all seven continents, which I already accomplished. So I'm just kind of like, you know, whatever at this point, (laughs) I'm blessed to say that, but you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. So you, you did all seven continents. How did you do like Antarctica? Yeah, so it was crazy how it all like matched up. I was um, 
looking at Antarctica and I think their season is from like November to March. It's like their summer, I guess. And um, I had been talking about doing carnival in Brazil, like for the longest. And so carnival in Brazil matched up with the time that the boat needed to leave to go to Antarctica. And in order to do that, you have to meet them in Argentina and Brazil is right next door to Argentina. So I was like, well, this is perfect. I'll do carnival fly from um, Rio and go straight to Argentina. Um, so for me, it was just like the timing was right. Um, and I, I secured the last spot on the boat. Like you have to call a year in advance. And that's what I did. And I was like, dang, I'm still the last like spot on the boat. <laughs> um, so Hey, I just took it as fate. Like it just all matched up. And I did 10 days in Antarctica. Um, definitely got seasick. I always tell people my ancestors is like, nah, we're not doing no more boats. So <laughs> <laughs> I got seasick, but after we finally like got to Antarctica, I was fine. Um, the guides were amazing. Um, I opted to room with two other ladies, so it'll be on the more cheaper side. When I say cheaper side, that that still ran me fifty five hundred dollars. Oh so, my god! Yeah, and that does not include the flight. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Antarctica is a beast as far as like financially, but they do give you um, a year to pay it. All of your meals are covered. The food is very good. The boat is heated. There's hot water. There's hot cocoa. I mean, everything is amazing. So um, you see so much, like so many animals there. And it's just an amazing feeling to be there. The air is so clean. I literally drank. Um, I literally grabbed some ice and like sucked on the ice, like because the water was so <laughs> fresh. Right. So it's like things you don't get to do anywhere. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. I definitely would love to do like like a trip like that like a cruise type thing because um like I don't know how to describe it so like I study fishery science and environmental science and that type of thing so Uh there's always tons of like research things going on over there that you could sign up for but I'm not trying to like work (laughs) going all the way to that's so funny but the funny thing about that is like I found out that um the people who research there like they don't have access to like hot water they have like canned food and it's really cold but anytime the boats come like when when we the tourists go out on the land to have fun the boats invite the research scientists on so they can have a hot meal and have a hot shower and I just thought that was so dope and so nice of them yeah that's nice because I'm like that's the only reason I refuse to go because <laughs> because I know like y'all ain't living a lavish lifestyle <laughs> so I'll just find it gets, way. right it gets really cold like but the crazy part is like some Antarctica you can just wear a jacket but then other sides of Antarctica is like nah I'm gonna I'm get back on the big boat yep. with the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine so um back to your West Africa trip how was it like going from place to place with all the COVID rules did it seem like it was like really hectic keeping up with everything no I don't I as a traveler I honestly don't advise anyone to country hop until like 2022 2023 um it was 
it was hard. It was it was really it was really stressful. It was really tiring. Um, every country has different rules. Like for example, one country is like, oh well, you can have a COVID test as old as seven days to come in. And one country is like, oh no, it's seventy two hours. And the rules were changing while I was traveling because I had to make a transit stop in Ivory Coast, and it was like they wanted you to fill out this information online, and you had to have a test within seventy two hours. Well, the next week when I finally went to Ivory Coast to actually hang out. It was like, oh, you don't have to do the thing online and you can if your COVID test is within five days, then you're fine. So um, I actually actually got messed up in Liberia because I paid for the COVID test and to get in in 72 hours and yeah. they didn't give it to me like oh, they no. just didn't give it to me. So I actually filed a fraud claim with my bank because I was like, you're not just gonna let you take my money. And um, one of the guys at the airport, he was just like. I you have a COVID vaccine he's like I may can let you go but you'll have to sign this form saying that you know if the next country doesn't let you in or if there's any problems and that's going to be on you and so um yeah I signed it and just left and went to the next country and um luckily the next country took my old COVID test because you know the different timelines they just needed seven days and then I got another COVID test in Sierra Leone and I was able to continue on my journey but yeah, I would advise against it. There are some countries in Africa that are doing amazing jobs with the COVID test. Like I got my COVID test back within five hours in Namibia, which is faster oh. than in the United States. And that's yeah. a PCR test. So, but then you have countries like Liberia who not giving the test back. <laughs> so Mm-mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, I can't believe that our country have doing COVID. And for those other people who are out there country hopping doing COVID know that I feel you and you are amazing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's that's a lot. I know that they're starting to do like at home COVID tests, which is super helpful because then like you know you can do it yourself and all that. Yeah, but... Africa's not gonna do that because like low key is a racket for them. Like let me tell you, like the thing about West Africa at the, at the moment is that they want you to take the COVID test. You go in there. Some of the COVID tests, they prick you in the fingers. Some they do it down the throat. Some they do it in the nose. It's all the PCR. But then um, once you get into the country, like no one's wearing a mask. No one's social distancing. <laughs> so at this point, Africa is just using it, especially West Africa, to fund their countries. And a yeah. lot of West African countries are very corrupt with it. Like the COVID test in Angola is $190. Oh, what no. like insane like I know you're just like I'm pretty sure some of these countries don't want COVID to go away because like I said it's funding yeah. a lot of their ventures dang that's crazy where would they still take like your insurance or were you paying out of pocket for those tests girl it's paying out of pocket that's why I said people who country happened during COVID the prices like because like during my time there I spent like twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars more than than the trip was supposed to be just because of COVID things mm. happening and changing within West Africa. So yeah, I'm gonna sit down for a while and let my bank account like just <laughs> recover. <it>. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, I understand. So moral of the story, traveling with COVID gets expensive, especially if you country hopping. <laughs> yeah, like if you're gonna travel during COVID, I will say stay on your continent. Like yeah. my next trip with my family, we'll probably just go to the Caribbean and just hang out there. Like, do not like if you want to go overseas, I'm gonna let you know that's on you if you end up <laughs> and needing to start a GoFundMe to get home. <laughs> <laughs> so did you say you got vaccinated, right? You said that. 
Yeah, I got vaccinated literally the day before I left. Oh, wow. So is the vaccination, was it a requirement or did you just do it for your own? No, my mother's a teacher. And so they were just giving out free um, vaccines to, you know, people who were family members with teachers because they would be, you know, interacting with them a lot. And I wanted the Johnson and Johnson and so that they had that one. So I just kind of like went. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I wasn't sure if um, countries are starting to require it now, but I guess not. I don't think Africa, like I said, I don't think African countries are going to start requiring it it because they need the, they're banking on the money from the COVID test. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I guess it makes sense. (laughs) It's sad, but it makes sense. And then, so where are you going next? You said the family trip with the Caribbean. Is that sometime soon or are you waiting a bit? So we're thinking about doing um, maybe Jamaica or something for Kwanzaa. Um, so in December, but um, this guy that I'm dating, he wants me to go to this wedding in Mexico. And then my best friend wants me to go to Turks and Caicos for her birthday in September. So um, like I said, <laughs> you see me staying on the continent. I know, I'm like, I see you taking a break, but not really, but you're still not going nowhere <laughs> outside of North America. Yeah, so that'll be about it. I think I'll probably get back out there um, I do want to get to Oceana in 2022. So I saw some like round trip tickets to um, Tahiti for like 700, but they haven't really said that they're officially opened up to Americans. So I don't want to chance it. So we'll see, but hopefully 2022 country hop around Oceana. Yeah. Um, my internship this summer is in French Polynesia and they literally just opened like back up to tourism, I guess. And so mm-hmm. Um, like officially we are now allowed to go for the internship like because before it was just going to be like a virtual thing but now um they just bought our tickets so <laughs> so I guess it's uh, happening. yeah so I'm gonna need you to do a podcast because I'm gonna need to hear about that one before I go I'm gonna let you test it out <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know I leave in the first week of June so and I'll, I won't be back till the end of July the flight was bought. I mean, I didn't pay for it out of pocket. The internship did. So it doesn't really matter to me. If I mean, it'll be exciting if it does happen. But like, I don't care if it gets canceled. It's not my money. <laughs> I understand. Um, so we're almost out of time. But I guess I'll finish my last question with um, why do you think more Black women should travel to Africa, specifically Western Africa, especially those that don't like that are not from Africa? Yeah, I think it's so important in order to understand why we are the way we are. Like I said, we were not born there. We were not raised there, but it's still something in our DNA that attaches us there. We still do things so similar. And just to see like queens, like really you just look at that women in Africa over there, especially Western Africa, and you're just like, they're so strong. They're so amazing. They're so beautiful. Like, yeah it's just just to as a woman a woman of African descent just to see other women of African descent like out there you know living life and queening and that's an inspiration just to just see all of that yeah no it definitely is that's like my biggest motivation for wanting to go back you know um my goal was to do a bunch of trips in 2020 then COVID hit so hopefully you know this year next year you'll see me out there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but thanks for doing this second interview. I really enjoyed learning more about your stories and I'll be sure to tell you about any upcoming travel stories I have and have a good one. All right, thank you so much for having me. <laughs>